for this podcast to make sense, I have to be transparent. I have to tell you that in the recent UK referendum, which decided whether the UK was in or out of the European Union, I voted Remain. In order for what follows to make sense, you need to know that. This is not a podcast which seeks to persuade you one way or the other. If anything, this podcast begins from a position of respecting those who have a particular view and those who have a counter view. That is that is something which I have learnt over the past seven days and 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 it has really resonated with me in a way that I never ever imagined that it would. The reason for explaining that is that that then helps me with what follows. It helps explain why I struggled uh, in in the result which followed on Friday, which came, as I'm sure you can imagine, uh, as a complete surprise, um, and uh, and all of the other emotions which followed that kind of complete surprise. I struggled to a understand it b be comfortable with my own reaction to that result and also because i knew that i was making a podcast uh i really struggled to find a piece of music which could help explain how i felt and how i recovered from that emotional reaction and that piece of music is this piece of music is called the Peterloo Overture it's written by um, the British composer Malcolm Arnold um, he lived in Norfolk uh, in East Anglia close to where I grew up uh, and it is a piece of music which is incredibly important to me it is the first piece of orchestral music that I played with uh, a significant number of other musicians in Suffolk uh, and it was a magical moment when I played it. I wouldn't normally resort to program notes, but it just so happens that I think I'm right in saying Malcolm Arnold wrote these program notes, or at least if he didn't, then whoever did sums everything up about the piece uh, in a way that I absolutely can't. Uh, and so the program notes go like this. Uh, Malcolm Arnold's Peterloo Overture is the derisive name given to an uh, incident that happened on August the 16th, 1819 in St. Petersfields, Manchester, when an orderly crowd of some 80,000 people met to hear a speech on political reform. 
On the orders of the magistrates, they were interrupted by the yeomanry, attempting to seize the banners they carried and to arrest their speaker, Henry Hunt, and 11 people were killed and 400 injured in the ensuing panic. This overture attempts to portray these happenings musically, but after a lament for the killed and injured, it ends in triumph in the firm belief that all those who have suffered and died in the cause of unity amongst mankind will not have died so in vain. Its story doesn't really relate to um, to the EU referendum or my experience of it, uh, but it is because I remember playing it as a as a teenager and remember being incredibly moved by it that uh, late this afternoon on my way back from work I thought, oh actually no, didn't Malcolm Arnold write that thing and maybe, maybe I'd like to listen to that today. It is breathtakingly sentimental. Malcolm Arnold's music is in a sense like that. A lot of his stuff is, in fact I go so far as to say the majority of his stuff is sort of rooted in uh, melody and unfortunately things which are rooted in melody have a tendency uh, to be sentimental and it can certainly be said that the Peterloo Overture is sentimental uh, the the triumphant theme that you hear at the end is uh, unashamedly sentimental but it it has a quality to it which is uh breathtaking in that every time I hear it I am transported prior to the EU referendum I was transported to a time when as a teenager I played the tenor drum in the percussion section uh, of the Suffolk Youth Orchestra during a tour to Germany in 1989 I think that's right basically I had begged uh, the Suffolk County Music Service uh, to let me take part in the youth orchestra and play percussion because a few months before then, a few months before I'd done my GCSEs, uh, I had um, I had had a tremendous time in rehearsals playing other pieces of music. Uh, what were they? They were Puccini's Message to Gloria. Elgar's Cocaine Overture. Oh, and we did um, Constant Lambert's Rio Grande. And it was an amazing thing. I had met people for the first time who were really, really into classical music. So I would have been sort of 16, 17, 18. And for the first time, I had met people who loved classical music and wanted to play classical music well. And I was really fortunate. I was really blessed. Uh, it was a lovely, lovely time, and one of the pieces that we did was the Peterloo Overture. And I remember sitting down and looking um, at at the part that I'd been sent, and thinking, "I've no idea how that goes. I've never heard of that before." first time and it was it was rough it was rough 
but somehow we kept it together and when we played it a second time everything became all the more familiar and and it was incredible because the end of it is this rousing thing which just is so incredibly uplifting uh, that you'd have to be some cold-hearted bastard to not be uplifted by it. Uh, and we rehearsed it for, I don't know, maybe three or four days in the early summer. Uh, and then we all went away and met up early one morning in an Ipswich car park. And we all went on tour to Germany. Uh, so there's about hundred hundred of us in um, a coach, uh, two coaches, and it was the most incredible time. It was the most incredible time uh, because I hated school. I really, really hated school um, because I just didn't fit in. Uh, and yet, uh, in the Easter holidays, SYO rehearsed at my school <laughs> so i so i'd spend the winter term going to school and hating it and then there'd be about a week pass in the holidays and then i'd return to my school and absolutely love it and the and the thing about music if you have the thing about classical music especially especially if you participate in it if you play it um is the process of rehearsing that music means that it it somehow embeds itself in your psyche and so whatever you're doing at that moment in time when you're rehearsing it when you're battling with all sorts of emotions in the process of rehearsing it um to do with can i play this can i get away with not playing this will i ever be able to triumph playing this I get to do this solo now, and oh my goodness me, it's it's an amazing feeling. I mean, all of those things. There's no time to go into that now, but 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 the process of experiencing all of those conflicting emotions in the process of rehearsing a piece of music means that that melody harmony experience is embedded in your psyche. It is probably one of the reasons that that this genre is so incredibly to, important to me. Malcolm Arnold's Peterloo Overture is is one of a handful of works which has embedded itself in my memory. So for a long time, uh, hearing the work was about recalling those sort of heady days, those heady first days in the in SYO went to Germany, played this same programme in endless concert venues. Uh, Peterloo Overture, we alternated between... The concerto was uh, Strauss's Horn Concerto and uh, Elgar's Cello Concerto. Uh, so we alternated the concertos between concerts. And the symphony in the second half was Shostakovich's Fifth Symphony. Now I look back on it. Now I see lots of other youth orchestras performing concerts. I realise that actually that's quite a standard programme. But at the time, it seemed like an incredibly advanced programme. And there is there is a frisson um, 
bringing that which is familiar to a physically unfamiliar environment and doing that in a doing that one off uh, there's something really quite exciting about that and we did that over a period of 10 days i'm sure it was a 10 day tour i have somewhere in the attic a, a program um of all of the concerts that we did and a sort of a um a schedule of all of the all of the days um of our tour it was it was an incredibly exciting thing loved it adored it is a remarkable piece because the sentimentality doesn't it's not clawing it's it's there and one acknowledges that it's there and um and one forgives it one forgives the work for its sentimentality because because the because the conclusion is so uplifting and if you've never played in an orchestra before, if you've never sat in the middle of this engine that generates all of this sound, you have never experienced that that 360 thing. It is, it is a remarkable thing. And the closest you will ever get to experiencing it, other than sitting in the orchestra, is if you sit in the choir in a concert venue so a con uh, the choir in a concert venue is just behind the orchestra uh, and from that vantage point you can look down on the orchestra from behind uh, and and from there you'll sort of get an idea of just how overwhelming it is to be in amongst all of that sound and and it's it can it, there there are moments when it is incredibly moving you can you can hear the sound around you and then you play your line and 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 you hear your line fit in with everything else around you and and it's amazing it's in, it's incredible <laughs> yeah you know, here is this music that has been written in a way that will all fit together and in order to hear the music there needs to be a human being attached to every single instrument in order to hear that sound. And and that that connection between human being and sound experienced when you're in the middle of that sound. Oh my goodness me. 
didn't really I don't remember really knowing which way the referendum would go um, I knew it would be a close run thing and I suppose my assumption was that Remain would just about make it um, what I wasn't prepared for was waking up on Friday morning and just feeling a profound sense of loss as though somebody had in the middle of the night reached into the inside of my body and ripped out my insides and and in saying that I don't I don't share that because I want to make a political point I only share it because I want to demonstrate how this moment in time felt and I wasn't prepared for that at all I wasn't I wasn't prepared for the brutality of the moment um, that's not me saying that how I voted was right or wrong I, I, I don't make that statement at all I'm merely, I'm merely illustrating that the effect was so brutal that piece of music sums up perfectly how I feel about that particular vote the aftermath and in this sort of weird time when when friends colleagues and associates are all looking around and going what the what the hell happened there how the hell did that happen because really for those of us who voted remain <laughs> the, the fact that we that we ended up going those of us who voted remain are just going oh my oh jesus really um <laughs> people are still in shock that's in no way to deny those people who voted voted Brexit, but because I know people who did. Uh, but the but the point of this is to illustrate actually what what that sort of what impact that that result had. And what I stumbled on this evening was a piece of music which kind of summed that up. This sort of this battle, this sense that there is a battle going on, and uh, and it's not a nice battle. And it's a battle in all of our heads. And and the reason it's a battle in all of our heads is because it forces us to reflect on what it is we're reacting against. Some of which is perceptions in our head. Some of which is a perception in our head. And some of which is real. And it's also an illustration of the kind of people that we are so for those who have to my mind to my mind for those of us who have sort of reacted in a state of shock uh, at the result that is a reflection of who we think we are i.e. tolerant loving inclusive uh, celebratory um, open-minded liberal all of those things that I imagine quite a lot of people really, really hate. Uh, but actually, it's something I'm really proud of. Um, and um, and that's why, you know, when the Polish taxi driver picked me up on Friday morning, 
in order to take me to the station with my bag so that I can go up to Yorkshire. Uh, I felt incredibly embarrassed. So ashamed, as though I had told him to leave. And because of this evening, because of stumbling on this piece of music, which is sentimental, deliberately so, on the part of Malcolm Arnold, it prompts me to reflect on how the ending, how the, how the conclusion of the Peterloo Overture, what that conclusion makes me think of myself. And it makes me see that there are, as a result of this referendum result, there are people who feel as though their hate for those around them has been legitimised. And then there are people like me who who look on that hate and just think, my God, I have absolutely no idea where that comes from. And, and I don't want you to feel that way. And, uh, and because of the ending of the Peterloo Overture, whether it was right or wrong, I end up feeling a sense of hope. listening to a thoroughly good podcast produced by me john jacob get in contact by tweeting me at thoroughly good or send me an email to thoroughly good at gmail.com